2: everyone. Welcome back to the Roto-Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci here with Will Priester, and I'll let him say it. It's the Bubble what? The Bubble Brothers podcast?
1: Yes, the Bubble Brothers
2: podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. It's uh, I saw as was a 12-gamer. I didn't have any podcasts or any Roto-Grinders content uh, for Wednesdays chaos, but I don't envy those who did because it was just a mess, a mess. And we are, it's 945 Eastern here, so you're going to get our instant reactions. And we're kind of frustrated, if you can't tell. And as I'm speaking, Trey Young just got help to the locker room. So who knows what that is about, Will Priester, as if tonight wasn't wild enough. We can have a little event session momentarily. By the way, the NBA Morning Grind, sponsored by Super Draft. No salary cap over on Super Draft. Really cool. Really cool stuff over there. Interesting dynamic that they're bringing to the DFS industry. Big shout out to Super Draft. I know you played some single bullet action. So we only have a six-gamer on Thursday. Break down to me. Who killed you tonight? Who was good? You know, what was your analysis before? And it's easy to say now that it's almost 10 o'clock Eastern where you should have won or what you didn't do, but... Talk to me here, Will. What what what's making you upset tonight?
1: Well, I, I mean, I don't think I did anything wrong, really. I, I think the process is sound. Lineup construction's good. Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys my lineup that I ran. This is on FanDuel. Russell Westbrook in a really really big game against Golden State. Um, I was really high on Westbrook today, and ironically, Westbrook has fourteen points, got fourteen points, ten assists, twenty rebounds, three steals. That's a monster. Nine turnovers and on FanDuel, that's a killer. And it was 53 fantasy points. So uh Malcolm Brogdon, obviously. And I was shocked Brogdon wasn't going to be higher on. So Westbrook was 38%. Brogdon was 34%. Had I been multi entering I would have hit the lock button on Brogdon for sure. Um, and this isn't one of those I should have MME'd. It's just I'm just talking throughout how I play. Um, I also played Karis Levert. Remember, Indiana was very short-handed. And also, you know, I sent Lucha a message earlier saying, man, do, do we go back to the well on Levert, especially since he had just recently burned us? Clearly, it was a spot against OKC. I mean, pretty much all the main pieces were out Sabonis, Turner, Goga, uh, McDerm- I mean, McDermott, so many pieces, uh, Jeremy Lamb. So I figured these guys would have good games. And so I played Levert. Obviously, he had a great game. I still got Terrence Mann left. I'm expecting Terrence Mann to carry some ownership. Uh, so no big deal there. Uh, played Brissett from Indiana. He put up a 52 spot for 3,800. Uh, incredible. I mean, you got, I got 50 plus fantasy points from three of my Indiana guys 57, 56, 52. I'll take that every day of the week. Also played Justin Holliday from Indiana. He was 4,100, put up 25. Um, I mean, he was there, I think, early on and just, just kind of wilted away. But but for 4,100, I'm not going to complain. He was uh, 25% on. Played Draymond Green. Good spot against Washington. He put up 31. Uh, not great. You know, not, not, not terrible. Didn't kill me, but not great. But with all these other 50 spots, I mean, I've pretty much got one, two, three. I've got four guys with 50-plus fantasy points currently, uh, which is – Typically, uh, you know, going to be a really good thing. And then my other power force, but I actually played Xavier Tillman, went back to the well at 5K, figuring people weren't going to play him today. Jonas Valanciunas is still out. And yeah, I know that uh, Brandon Clark played the other night, and I know that Triple J is coming back, but I'm still expecting Xavier Tillman to put up a pretty good number here. So I went back to the well, and then
2: Lutz, Here's where it gets disappointing real fast. Let me guess. The guy whose name rhymes with my handle. Yes. Vooch. Nikola Voochovic. Wasn't high on 9%, 9.5%. Now, hold on. Let me stop you there. You see that after lock, and you're licking your chops for as a GPP player. Am I right? I I, I was licking my chops. I, I think I sent you that
1: message saying, man, we got Vooch at pretty low ownership. Uh, should be. I was feeling pretty good about it. And, uh, lo and behold, I mean, he just, he just lays the stinker of all stinkers, 16 fantasy points for 8,800. Uh, I mean, in, in my mind, Vooch doesn't get less than 35 on any slate, much less 16, uh, against Cleveland. And, and, and that's going to be the story of this lineup at the end of the night. I'm sitting at two ninety two. I mean, we've got some other guys in the industry. I think Lu, you've already told me that are sitting at four thirties, um, uh, I got Terrence Mann and I got Xavier Tillman left. And about the only thing I could ask for is 50 from both of them to maybe bail me out of my misery. That's what all I can ask for. Or maybe 40 from both. Even 40 from both, I might still get over the cash line. Um it, you know, this is this is a this is a high scoring slate, people. High, high scoring uh just a high scoring slate. So th- yeah. there you have it. That's my, uh, as you can see, I can't even really be frustrated. It's just d- very disappointing.
2: A lot of volatility. Um, and with 12 games, you're going to have a lot of guys going off a lot of injuries, a lot of usage bumps, etc., etc. <laughs> For me, Ken Bazemore has <laughs> six steals and two blocks. He had 57 band dual points and that just, crushes my spirits. I had no Ken Baysmore in my player pool. I didn't single entry. I've been multi-entering whenever I, well, you need to be, have access to a computer pretty much whenever you're multi-entering anymore or forget it. So uh, I was home for most of the night. And you know what? Same here. I lock button Brissett. 150 lineups in Fanduel. I feel, I feel pretty good about that. He dropped 52. Oh, you're going to make some money. But you're not going to win. I'm going to make some money, but I'm not going to win. I have no Bazemore. I have no Sevi from OKC. You know,
1: as crazy as it sounds, though, we've seen stranger things. We have, Someone may pull this off without Kent Bazemore. Tonight. Because
2: all the high-end guys, there's a lot of high-end guys that performed as well. You talked about Levert. I mean, even Brad Beal had a quiet 52 in that game. Right, right. So it comes down to... You know, I'm looking at the nut lineup right now in the, in the $4 shot, and it has Kevin Love with 28. You know, I mean, the rest of the lineup's dynamite is 436 and a half, which is just insane. And that's not,
1: I, I can tell you right now, that's not going to win. Some, somebody's coming, someone is looming in the shadows. I, I can, t- it's just how it
2: works. We, we know this. Well, here, here, here was my MME process. You know, we got to take stands, we take risks on the show, and you know, you live to fight another day. I lock button Brissett, which was great. And to be continued, I lock button Luke Kennard. I saw them both coming in at super high ownership. And that is going to be a risk because there was a lot of high-end shooting guards doing their thing. So we'll see. And might I add, I went back to the well with Kyrie. Disappointed against New Orleans. Had the usage bump of the century. Probably some recency bias there. Going into a, uh, an average matchup with Toronto. But the same situation. Nobody else from Brooklyn that matters is playing. And Kyrie did his thing. Of course, everybody wanted it to be against the Pelicans, but it wasn't. So we've seen usage Trump matchup many times. I mean, look at the 76ers. Look at the 76ers. Look at Embiid. There was definitely worried of a blowout, for sure. You're missing Tobias Harris. You're missing Ben Simmons. You're missing Seth Curry. The Sixers have this bad habit of leaving, letting bad teams hang around and come back, but hanging with good teams when they have no business doing it. And Phoenix is a good team. Embiid ended up with over 60. You know, we'll see what happens. I had about 17% of him in my builds. I still have about 25% Jokic and about 23% Carl Anthony Towns. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe I have something lingering there with the right locks. And we're just going to have to regroup and, and probably move on, Chief, to, to the rest of the week. That's what it sounds like. Uh, onward we roll, people. Onward we roll. Onward we roll. Absolutely. And once again, big shout out to Super Draft. Get on over there, to Super Draft. Sign up using promo code Grinders. That's G R I N D E R S for a fifty dollars instant deposit, along with the fifty percent deposit match bonus up to five hundred dollars. Man. Uh-
1: Hey, I am I am going to be honest, though. I did late tilt some... Uh, did you? No, no. I late tilted some Some monkey knife fight. I was just so frustrated. I just... I did late tilt today. Um. Probably a bad decision,
2: but just can't really worry about that right now. Just had to do it. All right. Well, good luck to you, my man. We are pulling for the Chief. Late night tilt. Late night drama, hopefully. And I usually don't late tilt either. That's not usually my M.O.,
1: but... That, that Vooch, man, it just – yeah, it was just awful, just awful.
2: Yeah, I could tell you that's probably his – I don't even have to look. That's probably his lowest output all year with that barring injury or anything, right? I, yeah. Vooch under 20, I would have <laughs> put the house on it as people on Twitter like to put their little, you know, house drawings on and who they're betting on. You tell me over under 16 Fando points for Vooch, I say it happens 99.9% of the time he goes over I mean, you're talking no Zach Levine. Yeah, You know what? I I think the call was good. I I had a lot of voos in my builds. Voos, vooch, whatever. It is what it is. He was no good on Wednesday. So let's jump into Thursday. Yeah. We'll definitely talk some food at the end. We had some Twitter comments that we'll get to. We love our food here. And I'm hangry. I'm a little hangry, Chief, on top of everything else. I didn't didn't eat all day. I had a ton of work to do. I had a granola granola bar. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to get a late-night bite somewhere. I live in the middle of nowhere. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm just a mess tonight. So we're going to move on to Thursday, which probably won't make me feel any better <laughs> with the way <laughs> with the way late-season NBA is. But the good news is we only have six games on Thursday night's card. And the, and, the, and the last games the last games start at
1: 9.30, a slew of 7 o'clock games, and then we got some 9.30, eight thirty. A 9 and a 9.30. I mean, we'll be done a few minutes earlier, and you'll probably about know how you're going to do based on these earlier games. but and, and, well, maybe the 9 o'clock game. But anyway, I, this night is going to be over real
2: quick. Yeah, it'll be nice to get some sleep for a change. Definitely. So Boston and Phoenix are one of the early games here. Looks like Kemba Walker is probable, Chief. Um, and it also looks like, what do we got here? What do we got here? Robert Williams is out. Fournier is out. Jalen Brown is doubtful. So there is the big one. And Tatum is questionable. Wow. 10-2 on DraftKings. 10,200 for Tatum against Phoenix. That is sticker, sticker shock city, my friend. Well, same old story here. You got Marcus Smart in that no man's land at 6,600 in a below average matchup. But depending on the rest of the slate here, I don't know if I want to pay 10 2 for Tatum against Phoenix. I don't think I want to pay 7,400 for Kemba Walker against Chris Paul and Phoenix. This is just I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. Now that the prices have adjusted with the injuries, I think the only one I have moderate interest in is, is Marcus Smart for tournaments. If I have a couple beers at Happy Hour, maybe Peyton Pritchard, but that's for larger field stuff. That's that's a real quick one for me, Chief. What's going on? What are your thoughts over there?
1: Oh man, I need to know if Tatum's going to be out or in uh, on FanDuel. I don't. I don't mind oh, but only because it's a small slate, and right now, you know, we're, we only we're only able to deal with the news that we have. I, I've got my rules with Boston, and you know how I feel about this. When they're all playing, I don't want any parts, but. It looks like Jalen Brown's going to sit. I need to know if Tatum's going to play. If, if, well, honestly, if Tatum plays, I may still not take part in Tatum. He's ninety five hundred on FanDuel. I think I can overcome that with with a couple better performances. But I do think you know Kimba or Marcus Smart could be in play in the uh, you know upper six k range. Kimba sixty nine hundred, Smart sixty nine hundred. I think they could be in play at those prices. But I think I'm still going to be out uh, on Tatum. I just – Boston's a weird team, man. I will say this. um, Tristan Thompson played 33 minutes against Chicago, did not have a good game. 27 minutes against Golden State, did not have a good game. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has this weird cast for the friendly ghost defense that he's playing. I I do have some interest in Tristan Thompson at forty one hundred, playing close to thirty minutes. Uh, If he gets thirty minutes in this spot, um, I know Phoenix is good overall, but DeAndre Ayton is not stopping anybody
2: on the Phoenix side of the ball. And my analysis was, hypothetically, that Tatum will play. If he's out, then we got to you know relook at Boston and reanalyze here. I gotta say this: I may have brought this up in the bubble. I'm not sure but Devin Booker just has a thing about playing Boston. Some guys just have it out for other teams or have, you know, there's some kind of extra narrative or rivalry or something with someone on the other side. But the last three seasons against Boston here, Devin Booker's numbers in five games, he had one dud, 25 DK points. He still, he still scored 20 real points. It is what it is. Just one of those real life games that were okay. And really bad for fantasy. His other four games against Boston, 47 dk points 47 dk points 60 dk points 69 dk points and i tell you what that's only going back to 2018 i know for a fact there's a game in 2017 where he dropped like 80 against them yeah that i, I played
1: him that night actually
2: that I, I played that him that game. night yeah i was I, that was actually the weekend that was the night before of the 2017 fanduel live final cuz i was down in miami and the night before, you know, I did I did a little bit of partying, you know, a lot of these guys were probably in the room studying. I'm like, you know, I do better when I don't overthink so I was partying. And I just like, you know, we were doing shots. I just could not comprehend. I said, De- Devin Booker has how many fantasy points? I, I just didn't want to believe it. It was one of those things where it just didn't seem possible. Unbelievable. Ooh, there we go. We were waiting for a hook. We got it. <laughs> there you we go. Got it. So I'm just saying I like Devin Booker for 20s on a kind of smallish slate. And if for some reason Chris Paul gets rested for some reason, then I'm going to hammer the lock button on Devin Booker most likely. that That's my two cents right now.
1: I mean, if Chris Paul is out, good golly, Miss Molly, we'll have a totally different slate. I will say this. I think Chris Paul plays. Him and LeBron don't sit. I don't think people realize that. Now, Chris Paul has had some injury history, but since he switched his diet, I think he's gone vegan I feel like if you look at last season and this season, he's really improved in terms of his, his basketball play and having lo- having longevity, right? I mean, look at him. He barely rests. Him and LeBron just don't rest. Now, LeBron, you know, I think LeBron did get hurt, and maybe they're pushing the envelope a little bit to get him rested up for the playoffs. But Chris Paul, you know, that's I guess that's a fun fact. Chris Paul did change his diet. I think he went vegan. And I'm looking at his his longevity of play and his injuries, and they have gone down the past two seasons. So, I mean, I think it's helped
2: him out tremendously. There's been a lot of buzz about who's the MVP and who deserves it and what MVP means, but we might have to save that discussion. I don't know. We'll have to block out another hour for that because we we could talk quite some time on what the MVP means, what it should mean, who it is right now, who it should be, and who it's not. We could go on a real tangent we should save that probably we'll put that in our back pocket how about yeah.
1: that yeah as a matter of fact let's just do that coming in uh right before that last dumb game of the season where everybody's going to play I man it's going to be like 15 games just so. I, I that's going to be insane uh and in fact i'm i'm already just i'm i i do not think i'm going to have any investment equity that day because we already know it's going to be a madhouse too too many random things are going to happen um, you can probably build your whole lineup with $3,500 players. It's going to be wild. So uh, there you
2: have it. Maybe we can do it that day. I will say that I think DeAndre Ayton's price on DK is fair. We've seen Boston getting crushed on the inside, 6500 You know, Phoenix is on the second leg. If there's any other bodies missing, you got to like that usage increase too. So that's my only other thought on this one. You got anything or should we go on to? Let's hit it. Next game. All right. I got New Orleans and Orlando here on my list. Got to play somebody. That's how I feel about this game. Got to play somebody.
1: Well, who who do you play then, Chief? Is Zion gonna gonna destroy this team in three quarters? Like what? What, what are we gonna get? I'm fully expecting New Orleans to to handle Orlando here, especially considering Stan Van Gundy's just ripping to this team about their defense. Uh, I, I I think he I think they come out and handle business. Um, I think they're they're too expensive for the outputs that we should be expecting. Now, Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. is back down to forty seven hundred, but they've also been playing Najee Marshall here recently. I mean, you know, he played thirty four minutes against Brooklyn, had a had a big game, but that's not his only big game. He hasn't come out of nowhere; like he's played at least thirty plus minutes in three of the last four games. This is a trend we may want to hop on. Now, at his price at forty eight hundred. I really don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. Uh, Lonzo Ball has come down to 6,800 now. Um, So, you know, I'm not as interested in Lonzo just because I feel like his upside's kind of capped a little bit. They're not really playing him a lot of minutes. Like, he's playing 25, 28, up in that range. Um, So that's kind of where I am with New Orleans. I feel like my favorite play is Najee Marshall. And, uh, you know, maybe a sprinkle of Eric Bledsoe at 4,700. But other than that, I think I'm out on Zion. And Brandon Ingram on this, like considering their pricing on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Ingram, 8,700. Not sure. Lonzo, 7K on DK. Don't know. Wendell Carter, 6,700. Not interested. Just looking at both sides here. Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross is out. 6,400. It's probably the biggest price hike, the biggest tag we've seen with Cole Anthony. But the last couple of games, he's been hovering right around that six times value mark in, at that price. I don't hate Cole Anthony in this matchup if Terrence Ross is out. But yeah, I mean Marshall on DK fifty four hundred, a little more aggressive with his pricing. But three of the last four games, like you said, he's played at least thirty three minutes. He's proved to be kind of a two dimensional player coming out, you know, coming out of nowhere. Talking about the beginning of the season, this guy wasn't on anybody's radar. I think he went to Xavier. I think he's, is he the kid from Xavier? I think anyway. The guy's filling it up when he's out there. He's hustling. You know, six bo- six boards, seven dimes against Brooklyn. And a couple games ago against the Wizards, he had 11 boards and six dimes. On uh, New York a couple games ago, nine boards and four dimes. Uh, scoring in the teams. You might say, who is this guy? And he's 5,400. I'm out. I tell you what, I-, I think I might be in. If there's not better value that opens up and I'm kind of stuck looking in the mid-range uh, he'll be towards the top of my list most likely on Thursday. Yeah, man. I mean, he does feel like
1: someone that we probably we probably need to keep him in our back pocket because this could very easily uh, become the person that we need on this slate to take it down depending on what happens. So I'm, I'm with you, man.
2: Yeah, I really would like to know what's going to happen with the Sixers. We're playing Milwaukee in a really... Big game. What's going on? What's going to shake down in the East? Tobias, Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry missed on Wednesday. The Sixers lost. I, I, I'm under the assumption Embiid's going to play against the Bucs as a big game. Maybe, maybe Doc is resting some of these guys with the Phantom toe injury and getting them ready for Thursday.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, this feels like a day that maybe everybody sits. I don't think. Uh, let me, and you know, I got to pull up my standings here because that—that's kind of how I try to judge some of this stuff. Uh, the Bucks are four games back. I don't think they're going to catch the Sixers. Yeah, um, it, it's—it's really weird. How much do the Sixers care about the one seed? Because you know the Nets are nipping at their heels now. The Nets are thirty-nine and nineteen. Sixers are thirty-nine and eighteen. So how much do they care about this one seed? I'm I'm not sure. So maybe they do play this game. They keep trying to push the envelope here to st- stay stay at full home court advantage throughout the whole playoffs because that very well may, may come in handy if they end up facing the Nets at the end of this thing.
2: Yeah, but this is going to dictate a lot of the slate because if we see a lot of the same guys sit on Philly, Furkan Korkmaz got dinged up today. But then, I mean, if Embiid sits in addition to the same guys that sat on Wednesday, it's going to be a free-for-all because you got Shake Milton at yeah. 4,600. You have Dwight Howard at 4,400 if they decide to sit Embiid. You know, and, George, George and, Hill just came back. I don't know. Why would you play a veteran more than 20 minutes? And speaking back- of which, we've got a real important game going on right now between
1: the Hawks and the Knicks. Two-point two game, five minutes left in the fourth. Uh, this, this is a really big game uh, for both teams. If the Knicks win tonight, they're they're in the fourth seed. If they win tonight, they've got home. They they've vaulted themselves in the home court advantage. So th- this this is this is a big deal. Big deal.
2: Yeah. And Craig Capella has twenty three and eighteen. Monster. What a monster. What in the world, man? He's yeah. playing good ball, man. He knows his role and he's playing it. Yeah. And you know, in Houston, they want to do that whole thing where we just want a bunch of shooters around hard and we don't care. Clint Capella's messing this up, standing at the top of the key. And you know what? Did it work, Houston? Nope. Nope. I'm glad Clint Capella found a good home. Good for him. Yeah. Going back to the playoffs. Going back to the playoffs. The Knicks are finally getting some buzz. Ble- or, uh, Barstool posted about them today. We got to talk this. It's this win it? streak
1: they're on. They win the night. They're, I think they're in eight games. Eight game win streak, longest win streak in the NBA. They'll be in the fourth seed. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> I'm so sorry about that, guys. Um, here's what's even more funny: if they keep winning, they could catch the Bucks. If the Bucks keep losing. It's possible. It's it's really possible. Now they're four they're four games back, but still, like you know, if the Bucks what if the Bucks lose tomorrow to the Sixers? And they win tonight. Like they're going to keep making up ground. The Bucks are thirty-five and twenty-two. Knicks are thirty-two and twenty-seven. If they win tonight, they're thirty-three and twenty-seven. I'm I'm just putting some things out there, man. We've seen, you know, stranger things. I know I said that. We've seen stranger things happen. So uh, happy for the Knicks, though. If and and you can see it now, when the Knicks have a good team, it's good for basketball. When the Lakers have a good team, it's good for basketball. When the Celtics have a good team, it's good for basketball. Listen, man. The legendary teams—they we need them in the playoffs. We need them to be good, and then we need the dark horses, the new Stockton and Malone, the Mitchell and Gobert. We need them, in, you know. We need those Cinderella stories to keep the league exciting. And so, I, I, I like what's happening there. You know, there's always going to be some super team trying to knock off Jordan's Bulls. In this case, it's the new, it's the Brooklyn Nets trying to knock off LeBron's Lakers. I, it's just that's the reality of the situation. So. Um, All of these things are good for the league. Um, When the Sixers are good, it's good for the league. They're good, right? Here's the last thing we need. We need, and this is the culmination of it all. We've got to get one of these other teams into the Western Conference playoffs this year. It's got to be the Jazz. It's got to be the Suns. I don't want to see the Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. One of them needs to get put out. We need to see the Jazz or the Suns there. If that happens, it's going to be incredible buzz, I think, for the uh, Western Conference playoffs. And then the Eastern Conference, I think, I think, I think the, I think the, the Nets need to get knocked out early. I, I don't think, I don't think, if I, I think if they make it to the East is what everybody expects. If they make it to the Eastern Conference, I think the Nets need to get put out like second round. Just, just get them put out second round, and they'll come back next year and win the whole thing.
2: As a Sixers fan, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Make it well, happen. And, I,
1: and and I say that, and I, I know people are probably going to think, Chief, because trust me, when they hear this, they're going to say, Chief, that's stupid. You're crazy. I get it. Here's what I'm saying. We all expect the, next to, the Nets to win, but we don't want to see Kyrie drag this team to the finals. We want – a full healthy Nets roster. And I'm saying if they're not healthy, just put them out of their misery and come back next year. And then let's let's get let's get going here. That's my rationale behind it. That that's my rationale. I don't think they're healthy. I don't think Kevin Durant's completely healthy. He keeps getting hurt now. He needs to just, hey, relax, buddy. We've got the team assembled. Everybody's going to be here next year. Let's run it back. There might be one or two shifts in the contracts, but you don't think Jeff green and all these guys would take veteran minimums to come back and play on a championship roster. I think they would. All right. I'm off my, uh, my soapbox
2: here. No, they definitely would. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the warriors treatment with the DeMarcus cousins. Yes. One year yes. ago, a couple years ago. You know, I'm not taking anything away from the Raptors a couple years ago, but the way the Dominoes felt they were able to win that championship from the, from the shot, the Kawhi shot against Philly, and then how the Warriors just dropped like flies, getting all those injuries in the finals. I mean, you want to talk about a range of outcomes that happened. I'm not taking anything away from it, but that was a bizarre sequence of things that'll, that assisted in the Raptors winning their ring, and good for them. Good for Toronto, good for Canada. Kawhi is a legend. Nick Nurse, I'm still upset with Nick Nurse because he doesn't free Chris Boucher. So I have nothing nice to say about Nick Nurse. But uh, I, mean, I was going to bring up, do you remember what Kevin Durant said? I'm not talking Michael Rappaport crap. I mean, a couple years ago when all this stuff came out, you know, this was when he was bouncing around, you know, he was wrapping up with Golden State. No one knew where he was going to go. And he openly talked about the Knicks and he said, well, yeah, the Knicks are kind of something along the lines of the Knicks. Yeah. They're a legendary team, but me growing up as a kid, they, they were horrible. They were not a team that anybody in my generation thought I want to play for the Knicks because they were bad. They've been bad for three decades. So these teams have to organically grow, make the right draft picks, and we've seen new age ways of doing that, whether you're the Oklahoma City Thunder and you just blow it up, but they have a gajillion assets now, right? So Houston, we'll see the jury's gonna be out for a couple years. Yeah. But they need to organically build, you know, well, you can say what you want about the process. And they hit a bunch of landmines too. They no offense to Markel Foltz, but Markel Foltz was one. You know, they've had a couple of other ones as well. Well, I, I, th- I think the Markel Fultz one was on Philly. I, I Well, guess what I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying, you know. Because that, he
1: went to Orlando and he's been playing fine.
2: He has got a, hurt this that's year. A, that's a top pick where you could have had, you know, Darren Fox or, or somebody or whatever it was. But, you know, Philly, for the most part, organically grew. And, and say what you want about Ben Simmons and Embiid coexisting. And trust me, it's frustrating to watch, but – you know, and then you build your core guys who people want to be around, then you're able to bring in a Tobias Harris, which I'm not sure if I'm happy about still, but he's playing Or a Doc about. Rivers. Or or get the high profile coach. Now, Doc Rivers, great coach, turning out to be terrible for Daily Fantasy. Did you see what he said today before the roster log? Uh I think it was something along the lines of, hey,
1: my name's Doc Rivers, and I don't know who I'm going to play tonight, and quite, quite frankly, I, I won't know until I get on the bench and talk to my coaching staff, and I want to see how Joel's doing, and, and we'll, we'll see what's going on with Ben, but you know, we're just day-to-day here, uh, uh, a lot of these guys, you know, we're banged up, and uh, it's, it's, that's the NBA for you, get down to the end of the season, and uh, you know, uh, we'll see what we have when we get on the court.
2: Hey Doc, what do you think of uh, your ex son in law who's uh, making his Denver Nuggets appearance uh, coming up this week? Is is he your ex son in law? You know what? What you know is it great. You know, was, oh he's your son. Austin Rivers is your son. Who who? There's a whole kind of love triangle somewhere. Seth Curry, I think, is married to someone. You know, what, what, well, is, is it awkward? Well, is it an awkward Thanksgiving dinner, Doc? Well, no, not really awkward. And, and listen, you know, Austin, we
1: talked and me and Austin parting ways was the best thing for both of us. Uh, you know, Austin's, you know, he's not quite good enough to be a starter, but he's not quite bad enough to be on the end of the bench. He's right in between. And so, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, we enjoy the ride and, uh, but it, it was the best thing for both of us. You know, Seth being here, uh, clearly we, we needed him for shooting. I mean, we, we needed Seth for shooting and he's filled the void here. That's why Doc
2: Rivers in person I love it ladies and, and gentlemen. I just had a you know mental lapse and just forgot that Austin wasn't some but it's Seth it's, so now so to me I mean you're Seth Curry you're playing for your father-in-law what the hell <laughs> Hey that's what happens when you got an NBA family man NBA family Oh
1: man well th- this show went off the rails but we got three more games and we're yeah. going to break down these three
2: games. We're going to Anyway <laughs> I wish you were calling the shots before roster lock and not Doc Rivers. I don't care what what kind of voice you talk in, but just not letting anybody know what's going on. And hey, we're gonna find out in 15 minutes, Doc. Don't pretend you're Bill Belichick here. Don't give us that treatment. Just made things right. even crazier on Wednesday. Who knows? We might not know until 6:30 Eastern tomorrow what's going on with the Sixers and and even the Bucks at this point. So this is pivotal, a pivotal game for information that we need before we can even go on about who you should be playing, who should, you should be looking at, you know. It's just just a mess. We need this news.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, man, you know, f- for what it's worth, I do think, you know, with the game being this early, we, sh- we should get this news. Um, well, at least I hope so. Let's roll with that. We're, we're going to hope we get the news.
2: Yeah. All right. Everybody's favorite Detroit Pistons against the Spurs. This just has, like, methodical, ugliest, slow kind of game written all over it when I think about these two teams playing each other.
1: Yeah, uh, by the way, I'm not playing anybody from this team. I take that back. I, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Luch. Let's, let's, do, some, let's do some forecasting here. All right. Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant
2: played today. Well, you know what that means, right? So did Corey Joseph. Killian Hayes was out for
1: rest for injury Man, So Killian should be back tomorrow. Corey's probably going to be out. Dennis Smith is already out. Uh, who else is probably going to rest? I don't think Wayne Ellington or Rodney Magruder are going to play. Uh, so tomorrow's probably Detroit value day. We may They may actually be in play. Uh, Isaiah Stewart's 5,500 already still may not be enough. If he's going to get 30 minutes, I was going to say um, 5,800
2: and DK, I'll, I'll pay for him. If, if he's going to keep dropping 40 that. to 50.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- that's what I think this day is it's probably Detroit value day and they've got him priced up. Sadiq base, fifty eight
2: uh that's still fair if we see yeah. a total, you know bombing of of the team <laughs> yeah. we see this thing implode then you can still pay 5600 for Sadiq Bay yeah. it's not my favorite matchup but I think you gotta think you'll know, realize the opportunity it's all about the minutes here and,
1: yeah you know, just... yeah Josh Jackson's 5500 I don't know why they won't play our good friend Hamadou Diallo 30 minutes when they're just they're just letting him rot away Uh, I gladly accept Hamadou Diallo and Charlotte coming off the bench. And we do have a lot of wings, but uh, anyway, I'd still, you know, I've got my reasons. Frank Jackson played a ton of minutes uh, or let me, let let me say 25 plus minutes, 27 minutes against Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a necessity at 4,900, but that's what I think this day is going to be. So we'll probably for sure be loading up on some Isaiah Stewart, uh, I think Josh Jackson will be my second
2: favorite play. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Another integral game. That's an 830 game. That's an 830 game, Chief. And, but but I think we'll have
1: that news. Because remember, they played today. I think we're right on this one, Luch. And and Killian Hayes played 33 minutes against Cleveland, which was a big jump from where he had been. If he's going to play 33 minutes, then I think uh, Stewart, Jackson, and Killian Hayes are all going to be in play.
2: I think that's spot on analysis. I'm not even going to repeat and agree because you you nailed it for sure. Listen, guys, you got to follow some beat writers. I'll say, in my opinion, my favorite beat writer to follow that covers the Pistons is Rod Beard. I know Chief follows him too. That's oh yeah, R-O- everybody
1: knows about Rod. Yeah. Beard. Well, hey,
2: there yeah. might be some newbies on this pod. Rod Beard, R O D, yeah. last name Beard, like what's on your face. So look him up. A lot, a lot of good insight there. One of the one of the few one of the few beat writers that is interested and appreciates having the DFS following. Fantasy friendly. Yeah. A lot of beat writers. There's a couple, I'm not going to name any names, but I know there's a couple beat writers that are like, don't message me about how many minutes XYZ is going to play this, that it's like, buddy, what side of the bed did you wake up on? Like, we're not giving you hate mail. We're interested in seeing your information. Put it out there. So, yeah, for sure. And I see your rod beard and I I raise you my good buddy, uh, Mr. Bonnell. Ooh, from, Char- from, from charlotte maybe we can have if a bracket want- a, a bracket of uh of beat writers and seed them and see who we think
1: yeah like everybody knows if it's the rod beard if, you, if you're following detroit basketball you better be following rod beard if you're following charlotte hornets basketball on twitter you better be following rick Bynell. like it's just you have to you, you just have to it's just the, that's the bottom line Cause Stone Cold said so.
2: Since we're on this little escapade here, a couple other guys that come to mind, and you know I've been doing this a while since I know these guys and who they cover right off the dome here. Um, Denver Harrison Wind and Miami Ira Winderman. Yeah, Ira. Yes, yes. Very yes. good. Very good. Yeah, he's
1: very good. I, I I would think I think Ira would for sure be top five for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, for sure, he, he's good.
1: And and and, and hit, hear me out. This, this might seem crazy, but for all things LeBron, and this is outside of team, for all things LeBron, got to be Winchester.
2: Oh, yeah. Good call. Got to be. All things LeBron. Mm-hmm. Phoenix is good now. Uh, I follow Gerald Borgoat. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing, but Phoenix, Gerald Borgo. Oh, I said call. Winchester. Windhorst. Oops. Windhorst. Yeah, I knew I knew what you Sorry meant. Sorry about that. I just, I Brian Windhorst. That yeah. that, that's on me. Yeah,
1: that's that's on me. I'm not sure if you guys watch Impractical Jokers, but Joe, he'll say that. That's on me. That's on me.
2: Just had that on the TV in the living room a little bit ago.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite pastimes when I, you know, Impractical Jokers is a good anti-tilt remedy. All right. I'm, I'm doing my well, stress reliever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Put on some Salmer Joe and uh, let it let it ride. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes.
2: All right, so we got Chicago and your buddy Vooch against your Hornets. That's a nine o'clock game. All right, you want to take this one? Oh man, yeah, going right back to the well on Vooch. He's eighty eight
1: hundred again. I'm I'm not getting fooled by this performances. Uh, listen, it, it's it's going to get ugly real fast inside. Okay, we we should get destroyed now. Can we win this game? The answer is yes. We've been playing really hard. Uh, Terry Rozier continues to be priced at 7,800. Now he only put up 40 the other day against New York. Trust me, New York's a much better defensive team uh, than what he's about to face. Uh, you know, we're, we're at Chicago should, should be a, a fun game. Zach Levine is still out. Uh, so I'm expecting scary Terry to put up a big number here. Uh, You know, uh, Devontae Graham came back, played 29 minutes. That did not stop the continual ascension of Miles Bridges. He's playing 38 minutes a game now and is just big time producing 15 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, I I think we're back to the well with Bridges again at Uh, 6,400. Jalen McDaniels is still playing. P.J. Washington is continuing. He shot out of his mind in the New York game. I just can't play PJ for whatever reason I get him right once every 10 times. And that's the epitome of a, of a, uh, of a, of uh, a MME GPP type player. But I, I just, you know, with me going pretty much single bullet right now, just can't, I, I can't invest in PJ, but I know I covered both sides of the game, but I'm telling you folks Vooch had the worst game of his career. He may very well have the best game of his career tomorrow in Chicago, against Charlotte. So it's pretty much... I mean, I, I almost want to go close to a lock button because center isn't that strong altogether. Anyway, I know we've got Embiid on the slate. Don't get me wrong. But if Embiid rests, Jokic just... I mean, Vucevic is like the guy. I'd be willing to go out on a limb and say, I play Vooch over Embiid tomorrow. Uh, that, that's how confident I feel, especially with Vooch being 2K less
2: against this Charlotte interior. Well... He's ten thousand on DraftKings. How about that? Oh, I like that for a tournament move. Real, real oh, salty yeah. recency ooh. bias going on here for some people, probably. What, what
1: What's Embiid on DK? Got to be at least ten eight. Is I believe.
2: He, I believe he's ten five. Yeah.
1: See that 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 too. That's a that's a much different gap.
2: Oh, that's a different gap, all right. Yeah, that's, that's a, a much gap.
1: that's a much different gap. Wow. I think i still take some Vooch on DK for leverage. Me too. I, I, I do yep. think MB go, goes higher on. I, I'm just telling you, we, we know how this goes. We were on, uh, and I know we've already talked about that, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we're on Levert. Levert wets the bed. We go right back to Levert. Levert's a slate winner for you. It's just how it works. If they're in equal opportunity spots, you just have to keep playing them. Unless, you know, they've gone like 20 games, you know. If, equal opportunity, just get them in your lineups.
2: Let me give you some prices here. Rozier's eighty four hundred. Mm, that's a pretty penny. Miles yeah. Bridges seventy seven hundred. Oh, that's Ooh. another one. That's another one. We're breaking the piggy bank. I'm gonna yeah. have to go upstairs and steal the kids' piggy bank to get enough money to <laughs> put these guys on the roster on Thursday, man. I don't know. Uh Devontae Graham sixty three hundred. You know, oh, Charlotte's expensive on DK. A, yeah, you know, PJ. PJ fifty nine. What's PJ? PJ nine. Okay, PJ still reasonable. That's very reasonable. Reasonable. He's
1: sixty five on Fanduel.
2: Yep, yep. Kobe White fifty five hundred. Satoransky forty six hundred. Just going through this game here. Ah, Man, but I think I do think this is the game. If you wanted to
1: try to get some, like, especially uh, let me go this way. Especially on Fanduel, I think
2: I'd take Boots Bridges and maybe Rozier. I think Patrick Williams forty three hundred. He's he's the new age kind of. I don't mean this in any disrespect. PJ Tucker he doesn't score a lot, and they won't price him up. He'll get some boards, a couple of dimes, a couple of garbage points. But if he scores 15, 16 points, he'll probably crush at forty three hundred. Oh, he, God. He, he, he's almost a, a four times value right there, right? So you don't need much more. So I think the I new think, age PJ Tucker, kind of what, right? <laughs> kind of? I, I look. Like I told you,
1: I've got respect, massive respect for all players that play in the NBA. But if I'm a rookie in the NBA right now, I don't want to be called the new P.J.
2: Tucker. Well, hey, we're talking DFS-wise. Defensively, know, we're talking about a guy, P.J. Tucker, stuck in the league because he kind of guards one through five if he has to, and then stands in the corner and shoots a respectable clip from you know corner three-pointers. So, and look, I, I if God, you know,
1: can I I need to trim down and grow a few more inches before I turn 40. And then maybe I can get the PJ Tucker contract. And uh, <laughs> well, how long do we have? When's your birthday? Uh my birthday is September 1st, and I've got
2: this year I'll be 35. Oh, you got and plenty I, of time. Yeah, I got him. plenty 40. of time. Are you kidding me? Bronny James will be in the league by the time you're 40.
1: Yeah, man. And I don't, I don't have a whole lot of traffic on my frame, you know. I haven't played in massive playoff games like LeBron. So if I just continue, and I, I have been like trying to get in shape. So if I can just continually get in shape, man, you know, you got maybe, a shot. maybe maybe I go play for the, uh, you know, the, the main Red Claws or something like that, and eat my way into the league.
2: <laughs> Hit up Rick Bonnell. Maybe he's got some pull for it. Yeah, listen, the Greensboro Swarm are kicking. Uh, that, that's the G
1: League for, for our, our Charlotte Hornets here. Greensboro Swarm, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Oh,
2: man. I love it. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to go back to to Nicola Voos for some GPP action here, especially at that price. And he has just as good a chance as anybody going for 50 plus, in my opinion, in this matchup. Six game slate, you know, depending on what kind of news shakes out. But I like it. I think this is one of the better matchups for an individual player on this slate too. Just as we've been talking, you know, yeah. we, you know the Charlotte struggles inside as much as anyone. You, you,
1: you just play Vooch tonight, man. It's just it's nothing more than that.
2: Get a tournament lineup on Fanduel. Fan you know, go. Um, my opinion, go overweight on him. DK, take some tournament shots. Take some tournament shots. Hey 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 hey. Hey, hey what's up?
1: Okay, Let, let's talk about this real quick, ladies and gentlemen. This is insane. What if I told you De'Aaron Fox has 20 fantasy points already and I'm pretty sure we're in the first quarter. I don't even think the first quarter is done. Insane. Uh, sorry about that. Did, didn't mean to break up the par for that. It just That just kind of caught me off guard. And I'm not following scores. am I, I was just looking at some prop stuff. And we are... Uh, it's three minutes left in the first quarter, and De'Aaron's already at 20 fantasy points.
2: Well, let me one-up you there, Chief. Ja Moran's got 20 in the first as well. What planet are we on?
1: Oh, wow. I've Luke. got a prop with ja- – yeah, I've got a prop with ja- – Jaws already got 17 – oh, man, yeah, yeah. So he, he's well on his way. I,
2: I just – ooh. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll, Luke, we'll see how Luke Kennard is, is mega chalk, and he is not in positive point territory. <laughs> I can't wait to see <laughs> to see this at the end of the night. Oh, yeah, this is man.
1: very interesting. I need uh, I need Xavier Tillman to kind of get going here.
2: And we'll, we'll see. The people can find you on Twitter. I'm sure they'll, they can tell by Chief Justice 06 you. on Twitter. Chief Justice 06. Well,
1: you ready for this last game? loose go ahead and light us up for this last game, man.
2: All right. So I'll, I'll start with saying, and I'm not going to say much, hit the X button on Anthony Davis because if he plays, he's only playing 15 minutes. Oh, he's planning to play, though. Oh, cool. He's planning to play. That's good.
1: Planning to play.
2: Nice.
1: Marquise Morris is probable. LeBron James is believed to be weeks away. From a return to the
2: court. We had a From lot Dave, of these front runners who are just not in good shape, Chief. Dave
1: McNeneman. Dave McNeneman. He's another LeBron James truth. Dave McNeneman. Dave McMeneman. McMeneman. McMeneman.
2: McMeneman. That's a-
1: LeBron is weeks away. But Anthony Davis is returning. He's 9,600. And you better hit that X button as fast as you can. <laughs>
2: Although I will say he will play just enough where I, I'm not interested in Drummond really. Not interested in Harrell. You know, 15 minutes of him just kind of shoots everyone else in the foot.
1: Here's how I see this game going tomorrow. And, and I mean this wholeheartedly. is gonna come back. He's gonna play 25 minutes. He's gonna destroy Dallas in 25 minutes. The Lakers are gonna win by 20 because they have some reinforcements. And everybody's gonna say, oh my goodness, that was without LeBron James, and AD played 25 minutes. That's a hot and take. And look and look at what they just did.
2: That's a hot take. I don't know if he played, I don't know if he plays 25
1: minutes. I think he plays 20, 20, 20. Okay, let's do this. Now, I'll give myself a little buffer here. 20 to 25 minutes. 80 scores. Let's see. Let's see. AD scores 18, six rebounds, five assists two blocks in the field and they win by 20
2: Drummond, 15 and 50 for me unless we get some more injury news i will not have a ton of people in this game in my player pool except for luca shares you know if porzingis gets ruled out if you know back-to-back second leg got it's possible then i'll go overweight on luca but I- i'm passing for the most part here with oh Adrian yeah I'm not, I'm
1: not playing anybody from this game not Not a soul, not a drop of purple and gold will be in my lineups.
2: Oh man. Well, we'll see if they get their act together if they get healthy before the postseason. Same with Brooklyn. Like you said, this could be a year for some of these teams we haven't been accustomed to seeing make these deep playoff runs in the past decade have a real opportunity here, or maybe it's an opportunity for the Clippers to finally get over the hump. We'll see. Hey, say, well, right. people can say what they want about Paul George. He's hooping right now. He's hooping. Yeah. He is hooping. He's hooping big time.
1: Big time hooping for Paul George. And he sat tonight, and uh, his team is on the ropes. So we'll see how it goes. Uh But, yeah, I'm with you. My friend, I, I think I, I can feel it coming in the air. So it's our Phil Collins moment. I, I think it's, it, it's in the air tonight. We just hold on.
2: What do you <laughs> – What are you feeling? What do you want to talk about? Oh, it's the GPP food of the day. Oh, wow. Since you brought it up, we might as well dive into it. We have made it. We've made it. We're finally here. Your Thursday morning GPP food of the day. So I actually, I did have a a shout out on Twitter from Andrew Brown, our guy Andrew. Yeah, that's where we're going today. Let's get it. Andrew, I've been thinking about this all week since you tweeted at me on Monday and I didn't hop back on a pod here with chief, but thanks for listening. First of all, and we hope you make some money. Second of all, this is a tough question. I'm going to ask you first. Here it is. I'm dropping it. Yeah. His question. Andrew's question is you have one last meal to pick out on before uh-huh. your new diet starts. Uh huh. What are you going with? No limitations. There we go. <laughs> he is saying, we- do not hold back eat as much as you can. We don't care if you are in a food coma for 12 hours. What are you pigging out on? Here's where we're going. We're gonna go with 12 ounce
1: or more T-bone steak, right? Grilled to perfection. A1 sauce on the side for your dipping pleasure. Or if you're like me, you'll put some on the steak and cut it up and eat it like that. Just, oh man. I want a round of garlic white cheddar mashed potatoes. Yes, yes. I want a side of freshly steamed seasoned broccoli. Oh yes. Oh yes. I also want a nice piece of garlic bread with the mozzarella on top. You know what I'm talking about. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Yes. Garlic bread, the the Texas toast garlic bread with the the, the mozzarella. Oh, man. Yeah. Got to have that. Right. Got to have that to drink. For me, I'm a lemonade guy. Like I'm a lemonade connoisseur. I want multiple flavors. Strawberry lemonade, peach lemonade, regular lemonade. And then for my fourth version, let's get a nice little Arnold Palmer going. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Let's get that going, right? Oh, but we're not gonna stop there. We're not we're not gonna stop there. What we're also gonna have is a multiple dessert platter. We're gonna have fresh apple pie, just like mama used to make. We're gonna have that with some ice cream, not Alamo. We we want vanilla ice cream that scoop on top of this apple pie. I want a nice decadent piece of triple layer chocolate cake. Chocolate, 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 chocolate. You know, I want that. And then uh, I'm going to take it back home here. My Aunt Juliet makes the best red velvet cake in the country. And I'm not exaggerating. I want a piece of red velvet cake. And then uh, to finish it all off, a nice glass of cold, ice cold whole milk. That is my last meal before I go on a diet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, and man, that's some good stuff.
2: I don't know how I could top that. And I was initially going to go with a good steak meal, but I'm a steak and potatoes me, guy. And part of me wanted to talk about maybe some pub food. Like I, I, I have a hankering for chicken wings. Frequently, I, I, I'm a, I'm a wing connoisseur, but I'm not. Gonna- I am as well. You know, I, at first all, I was like, well, maybe I want to get like 10 crispy wings, hot sauce, maybe get 10 more, but do like Parmesan peppercorn or something like that. Maybe Parmesan peppercorn. My goodness. Hold the phone. That's fantastic. Or maybe that'll just be my appetizer. I don't know. I, I was thinking about switching gears. I Maybe that'd be my lunch, but I'd, I'd go, I'd probably go a little Italian here. If I'm not going wings, I'm not going steak. You know, I want to get a nice homemade, get the chicken, right? Chicken cutlet. You know, you have to bread that thing correctly. We're going to go with some chicken parmesan. You start whipping oh, up. Man. You start whipping Mama up. Mama mia. Some, oh, yeah, you get some homemade sauce in there. Homemade sauce. Some fresh garlic in the sauce. You know, Ooh. family recipe. Uh-huh. You get that. The sauce is integral there, man. And the ratio with the cheese, right? The ratio of the breading on the chicken Homemade sauce and the mozzarella, and while you're while you're making it, I mean, you might as well make your last meal, right? You, you, you get that fresh mozzarella, you dip it in that big pot of sauce, you have a little snack, right? You know, you, you do it the right way. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta get some homemade garlic bread action going on. I know you, you have garlic. to. You have to have to, and uh, you know, maybe I get a little side Caesar salad going just just for just for ha ha's. Maybe I just. You know, <laughs> That's a snack, garnish. Just snack on that thing like a rabbit, just a little bit, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, dessert. I mean, you mentioned red velvet. and that That's a good call. I do like some, uh, like a peanut butter pie, you know? Or okay. or like a okay. nice, a, a well-made chocolate cake with peanut butter icing. I like peanut butter. I'm, I'm a big. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay, let's go there. L- last question.
1: Here's my question from me to you. Oh, no favorite brand of peanut
2: butter i've got my favorite brand what is your favorite brand yeah man my girlfriend and i just had a heated debate because she's a Jif girl uh-huh and uh i go for the skippies
1: man so guess what i go for what's that peter pan Ooh, peter pan's P- the dark
2: horse yeah. The, pe-
1: the Peter Pan peanut butter, ladies. Peter Pan peanut butter. Get you someone some bread right now. Is that the game? Oh, Is that the game changer? Get Game changing. They've got the-, the honey roasted. Ah, Ooh, yeah. That's, that's a-, a
2: good call. That's a good call.
1: Let-, let me let me put you guys on this. My mom taught me how to do this a, a long time ago. I've been doing this since I was a kid. It's literally the only way I can eat peanut butter and jelly. I didn't even think we're going to end up on peanut butter and jelly, but here we are on the Bubble Brothers podcast talking about Peter Pan peanut butter from the Bubble Brothers. That's a tongue twister if you say it really fast. Uh, So my mom, when I was a kid, she would take, and I use apple jelly with my peanut butter. As you can tell, I like apples, apple pie, okay? Apple jelly, put put, put it in a mug or a cup like just scoop it in there and then put the peanut butter in there and mix it up, like stir it. So it's like a concoction and then you spread that on the bread. So you don't have peanut butter on one side, jelly on one side, you have it all mixed together. Let me tell you something, folks, peanut butter mixed with your jelly, with the apple. And I'm not not talking about this goobers that you get from like smuckers. No, no, that's (laughs) not what I'm talking about. Those are little strings. I'm talking about putting the apple jelly in the cup, putting the peanut butter in the cup mixing it together until it's one, one, like a sauce, almost put it on that bread and uh, go to work. Ladies and gentlemen, my goodness, what a party in your mouth. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. I'm closing out. Luch. I'm handing it back to you. I'm getting too excited. I'm going to have to get one of those. Tonight. I'll
2: just lastly say, speaking about peanut butter and jelly, and this sounds like the weirdest combination of things ever, but my grandmother, we were very close. We were very, you know, we were very close when she was around big influence in my life. She loved this peanut butter and jelly, I guess, meal to have. She would make a peanut butter and jelly. Now, this sounds weird, but she'd eat barbecue chips with it, and then she'd watch She'd Now, if if you're diabetic, this probably isn't your best call, so maybe don't do it, but then you get a glass of chocolate milk, and I, I would watch her eat this sometimes. I'd be like, what the hell? And then, you know what? I tried it one day, and oddly enough, did it ever compliment one another? Smartest woman on the planet, my grandmother. I don't know what happened with the genetics with me. But she was one of the smartest people around. So, peanut butter and yeah. jelly would not be either of our last meals, but a classic lunch or snack for sure. Yeah.
1: Side of a banana if you're getting real interested.
2: But, uh, store for another day. Store for another day. All right. So, where are you at on Twitter, Will? Where can the people find you?
1: Uh, on Twitter at Chief Justice06. Man, what a fun party today to say we only had six games. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the food as much as we did.
2: Yeah, keep an eye on all that news. Hopefully you found a couple new beat writers to follow. It's always good to collect as much information as you can, you know, look at some coach speak and some dialogue. And, you know, we are pretty much in agreement that, that Philadelphia news is going to be huge on that game, both sides with Milwaukee. We'll have to see where, you know, what De- Detroit decides to do. And, of course, the Celtics news, which we should get, you know, at the 7 o'clock game. So uh, that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell, you know, for the most part. So anyway, check me out on Twitter at the J Carlucci, hit me up. Got any questions, got any GPP food of the day suggestions. We want to talk about them. So the chief and I will be back on Friday morning, but until then, good luck, everybody. And have a great day.